0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the How to Scale a Business podcast. My name is Hector Santhi Esteban and I'm your host for today. We're here with Servi Gupta and she is a product expert. She's someone who helps people to start something new, whether it's a new business, a new product, and and to take an idea from idea to implementation. Servi, welcome and thanks for spending some time with us today.
1: Hi, Hector. Glad to be here. Yeah, I help Mentor some startups uh, through plug and play accelerator as well as my own like companies where I not my, not my own like the where I am employed to build better products. So statistics show that 90% startups fail. So um, I think my strength is like what you should do to make sure that yours doesn't. I try to be a startup founders product person and help them to identify whether they are solving the right problem and. This may not be applicable for serial entrepreneurs when I coach these startups in plug and play, but mostly for Tom, Jerry, Harry, like people like us who dream really big, but then sometimes they take action, sometimes they don't. And how to make sure that the action they take is the right one in right direction.
0: let us down on some of the gaps because you've been helping businesses to do this. You Actually, that's kind of your day-to-day thing, but you've also been teaching and training people on this as well. So how did you... Get into that. What was the experience, and kind of catch us up on on how you got to today?
1: Yeah, so I come from an entrepreneur family. Maybe as a kid, that's in the genetics. I like, I don't. I mean, it's just jokes apart. But yeah, it's. I think that's what motivates me to, I wanted to do something on my own as a kid. In India, there are not many things you can do, but I started a small venture just like with my brother, did that. And my parents are, of course, business minded, the whole family is like that. So they would always encourage us. So I think when I moved to Silicon Valley, I got an opportunity to just mentor, volunteer. It mostly started as a volunteer and then I have a software engineering background and I realized and my some of mentors and even my manager suggested that, hey, why don't you go into product and start doing the larger vision? That's how it all started. And now I tried to implement one of my own ideas when I was studying in India and help have helped some friends as well. And then mostly at plug and play and some other such accelerators. I have helped people.
0: You've got a really cool framework, and I think that I want to get into the framework because there, you, there's really some great steps. But before we get into the framework, I'm curious what sort of mental models or mindsets or perspectives you think are important to actually make that framework work. I'm curious with your experience and being able to have done this or helped a number of people. What are some things that people want to foresee or think about or have in mind when they're starting this process?
1: I think you have nailed it. It's never like one framework that works. Otherwise, everybody could be like next Mark Zuckerberg. (laughs) Products are sometimes simple, but they are executed nicely by solving the real problem, understanding your user. And absolutely, mindset is the main problem. The way I'd like to think about is I have invented my own face. It's called Jenny Face. The reason I call it like people have, let's say somebody wants to start something to make the world a better place. I think all founders have something concrete where they do want to add value. I think that's core to all of us as humans, right? We want to solve a problem. So there are thousands of problems around us. I think the b- one of the biggest job is to pick the right problem that you are very passionate about, because that's what will keep you up every day and keep motivated. But at the same time, think of this mindset that, yeah, first you identify that this is a problem that you are motivated and it's a real problem that others are also facing and it's worth solving and somebody is going to actually use it and maybe pay for it. So the reason I call it genie faces, don't worry about constraints at this point. Just think what is that one problem out of these hundreds of millions of problems in the world that you can solve the best with your skill set, maybe your passion and everything around that. And then you like basically go to the next step. Generally what I've seen what stops people, like really like when you're in college or at an early phase that, okay, should I share it with other people? My idea will be stolen because that stops people to validate their idea as well right like they have identified a problem and maybe a way to solve or just the problem whether it's good i put it in different ways like why a big company will not steal your idea and why your friend will not steal idea because even if somebody takes it it's the implementation that matters and so let's break it down like why a large company won't do that from my own personal experience larger companies are after larger problems and they want to already see that something is validated and then they scale it and every company has a mission And your mission may not be same. So usually it's not that easy for a large company to change their roadmap, pivot and really work on your idea. Even if you share with a friend who's working in a large company. And similarly, your friend may not be like, now let's go to this other side, which is if you share with someone else, are they going to do something? They may not be passionate about the same space, number one. Number two, maybe it's like they have other ideas. They have their own genie face where they want to do something better. So I don't think the, there's there's a trade-off. Like I believe that you should definitely go out in the market, check in the world that whether what you are thinking is worth solving rather than being scared that, okay, somebody else is going to do. So learn how to tackle rather than living in fear is one of the advice that I give to really young entrepreneurs who are just worried about this.
0: So you talked about it a little bit and you hinted at it. What is the... What's the framework? Because there's a couple of steps to that. So let's jump right into it and take us into what this kind of this first stage is about.
1: Yeah, so the first stage is like identification of a real problem in the world. I put it very broadly. It could be in your, let's say, I have seen some startups where somebody has kids and they have to pick them every day from school and they realize okay this is a big problem i want to have a solution around it and they validate it with their neighbors with their family members other parents in the school Because yeah this is really just not that my life is busy other people's life is busy as well and are people gonna willing are people be willing to pay for it they must have validated so i was just it's like a friend's company so this is how she started that after validating the problem and are people willing to trust such a service, are they willing to pay? So they started. So I would say, start identify a problem, see, uh, that's the first step. And maybe you have identified 10 different problems. Maybe there's another problem that, okay, I have to go get grocery and I don't like cooking. But you see that, which is a problem which maybe you have to work for next five years of your life, 10 years of your life, you don't know, right? And be open about it. And do you have the skill set of the domain? So I think you have to find that match with yourself. Step two is to validate whether it's something that other people also face. The problem. And just ask your friends, ask people on street. If you don't have friends in the same space, verification. Third is also like, let's say you have a couple of these things and prioritize it. What do you want to really? Like maybe the problem is large enough, for example, self-driving car. somebody must have dreamt, but you can't just go right there. So you have to see, okay, what's the first thing that I can do and see for myself and also to prove others that it does work. So I think I'll pause there with first three steps that, yeah, identify, verify, and then break it down into in smaller problems so that you can tackle and maybe actually learn from your failure or celebrate your success, and maybe you have to pivot as you learn more.
0: Yeah, I think that's so great that the best products and apps and services, although they may be trying to build that, they're oftentimes rooted in a problem that people really care about. And so once they've identified that this is a problem, you mentioned that there's that the verify part, and then breaking it down, I'd imagine that's kind of a there's a transitionary part where you're moving from product to, or excuse me, from problem to solution or product. And that's a transition to help take us to the other side of that.
1: Absolutely. And before that, I would also like to answer this question that how do you validate that do people want it, they need it, or it's just like something, a wish list kind of a product? So basically, there are a couple of things. you see how people are solving that problem today? Definitely, that may not be the perfect way, but is there some way to do that job in product management people call it jobs to be done it sometimes works sometimes doesn't but in a way let's say what are the alternatives that exist what is the competition that is already there and so I think that really helps you that if or someone else is doing somewhere in the world right maybe in a totally different geography somebody's already doing something similar so you really get inspiration do your research at how this problem is currently work and also you should do your research maybe there is a product that already exists right then then maybe you can you do that do you want to collaborate with them or because sometimes you are not aware and then your life is easier maybe you have a problem and you have a solution also you don't have to build through it so i think doing that research is really important look at products companies ideas patterns that's a hard one to look at patterns so i wouldn't go in the details i think it's very preliminary but yeah that's where you start and then second one is also your problem system should not be super large that was one of the advices i got when i was trying to do something that really pick a narrow domain identify your customer even for a podcast sometimes we have to build larger to just see okay what works what doesn't similarly for any product like you're writing a blog Maybe you have, you can write about multiple things. I think most of us like to think that we are like jack of many different things because yeah, this life is very enriching. Like we do different things, but what is something that resonates with other people that could be an eye opener? Maybe I think I'm good at painting and singing, but people only like my painting and not my singing that I should go and paint and not sing. So I think that's where you should identify what people care about, what skills you have. So that helps you to narrow down the problem space and pick the problem that the world wants from you. And that could be your purpose.
0: This has been great. And when we get back from break, I want to ask about, okay, so we do all this. And I'd imagine that there's one last step, which is to actually launch and implement, but then then what? Because so many times I think people get stuck there. And I would imagine that's just the beginning of the journey. And so when we get back from break, I want to talk about how do we refine and improve product or service that's out there as well. Hey, y'all, today's episode is brought to you by Amplify Media. And we are a podcast production company, but we like to think of ourselves as genius makers, or our motto is to bring out your genius. And so if you have a mission, a message, a passion, a purpose, something that you want to get out to the world, don't have the time or the tech skills to be able to do it but we can help go to amplifymedia.com that's a-m-p-l-a-f-y media.com where you can check the show notes for the link and we'll see what we can do for you okay Serbi. so i talked about at before the break the last few steps of implementing and refining bring us home and talking to us about the last few steps and then also what is critical to making a product successful in, in in the long term as well
1: Sure. So I think we have addressed the really initial inception steps. And then there is, let's like, so imagine some magic happen and your product is ready. And now the last steps. So I we should add one more thing in the first initial step, which I was talking a little bit. But how do you know that you are successful? So you need to establish that criteria up front, because what happens maybe later on you are too much attached to that idea and you're like okay this is going well i don't want to change even though you're not getting the response so be very objective and set up set your success criteria it doesn't have to be like okay i need one million users i'm just making up an example if and if you get like 900k and you're like oh i'm failed not i'm not saying it has to be like that but have some direction that okay are we some measurable way whether it's in form of User research qualitatively, quantitatively, some idea, are you getting the traction? And then once, let's say, you have released something, executed something, you have a benchmark to check that, okay, are we going in the right direction? So I think that is where what sets apart, at least for the larger companies and even for the smaller startups, they really need to be, the resources are limited, right? Whether it's a large company or for smaller companies, even more limited resources. So you want to make sure you're investing in the right place so the way to determine is to keep going back and seeing that are you still meeting your success criteria and I'm the path is always not the same if you realize that there is some more information you can change your success criteria but have that check mark to be sure that you are heading in the right direction and even if there are failures learnings you need to pivots can happen so you can it is does not set in stone, but always have some objective criteria to evaluate where you are heading. It's like going on a road from San Francisco to New York. Even if you lost your way, you know that, okay, you have to go there so you can come back. But if you don't know where you have to go, you're just driving maybe from San Francisco, you're going to land to L.A. And maybe that's the destination, but that's not how you would want to start your journey. Yeah, the, the
0: checkpoints, right? Having the built-in checkpoints to assess and what you're talking about, objectively obsessed. not obsessed, that's me. Sometimes what happens is I obsess, but objectively assess these numbers is really helpful. So that way you're not, I don't want to use strong words, but you're not held to how you feel. You're not subject to a feeling of, oh, this feels good, or it feels like it's working, or it feels like it's not working, and you're able to actually know.
1: I'll also take an example. Going to Mars as an example. It's going to take a decade. I'm just making it up. Now, you can't see, oh, after one year, oh, we haven't launched to, we haven't been able to go to Mars, so we are a failure, but you need to have milestones. Are we going in the right direction? And maybe you might have to change it based on learning. Oh, we discovered we have to do this and adjust it, but still make sure that you are going at the right path. So having those milestones are important. And if it's some other kind of a problem, which is easily solvable by customer response or something, then it's. It's it easier to measure. So I'm saying whatever situation it is, whatever problem you're solving, identify upfront that how you know that you are going in the right direction is super important. Otherwise, you yourself don't know. And I'm also guessing that maybe you have a team, maybe some funding. How do you convince these other people and yourself so that you don't lose motivation and passion? So this is super like critical.
0: Sorry, this has been a really great, insightful conversation. And the challenge is how do we squeeze everything into, you know, a 25-minute conversation? And I don't think that it's possible. That's why they have people like you to be able to help us see around the corners. But is there anything else that you think you... Obviously, today is a starting point. People are going to see this as a starting point. But is there anything that you think, okay, here's something you should look out for, I've been fascinated recently by blind spots or being able to see around corners. And that's what, for lack of a better term, experts or really just people with experience, that's what they're able to bring is the, that that help you to be able to see around that. So is there anything else that we haven't talked about today that you thought that you think is relevant or in that regard that someone should take with them as they're starting or going along this journey?
1: Yeah, I, yeah a couple of things could be there. Let's say you... Again, I'm just like if something is building, someone is building something from scratch. Let's say you need to make sure that is this product being built for current market or for future. Let's say COVID happened. That's a bad example because nobody knew how long it's gonna stay. But let's say you're building something for rainy season, then you know it's very seasonal and it's repetitive. So your business model has to be like that. You can't expect sales to happen throughout the year, unless you live in Seattle. So I'm just making up an example out really loud. So what I'm saying, be prepared and know that, let's say that this, let's take another example. That some technology is gonna be outdated. I'm just thinking, do you have an example that something is gonna be outdated? and you don't wanna solve that problem because if you are building, looking to build something that people are gonna use over long time and you already know that thing is gonna go away, then why to go in that direction, right? So I'm just trying to say that look out for these ideas. Don't fall in love with a problem space. Look out objectively that, hey, is this sustainable? Because ultimately you're building a business, right? Unless you're doing it just for passion, that's a different story. But look out for those things that is there a need in the market, not only for today, but also for tomorrow. And if things change, how can you evolve it? as the world is changing or you can solve it in a yeah, in, in using latest technologies. So that's, I would be like, really be aware where the world is ha- going. I want to operate in silos that, okay, I validated it today and then I'm working, going in a black hole and coming back. Oh, the world has changed now. What do I do? And many companies fail, even the larger companies like why Nokia failed? their cell phones were most popular. The Blackberries were most popular. They didn't adapt to the world, right? And smaller companies can also fail. They have the largest resources, research teams, competitive analysis, whatnot, right? But what about a small startup founder? So I think that mindset is really important. Mm -hmm.
0: Serby, thank you for all of this. If people want to go and get connected with you or just follow up, is there anywhere that they can do that online?
1: Sure. LinkedIn is good. We'll
0: put the uh, the link to her profile in the show notes as well. Last question here, Serbi. In your opinion, what is the secret to growing or scaling a business?
1: Learning from failures, not giving up, pivot at the right point. Actually, let's number these. I think number one, talk to your customers, incorporate feedback, take it very seriously. Number two, be open to pivoting your idea. Learning from your failures is the best valuable lesson many successful products started somewhere else but then landed somewhere else it's always a journey never a destination keeping that mindset helps and and not being afraid to try think of yourself like yeah you you, there is a purpose in the world and unless you try nothing is going to happen and this is a reminder for myself I also sometimes okay should I try so it's just show up do the thing and something will happen
0: and Servi, you had one other thing that you wanted to add go ahead
1: Yeah, so another thing is don't be discouraged. As I said, the feedback is super important that let's say you have identified a problem and I said you should go and ask people. Maybe few people will tell, oh, it's a crappy idea. Don't even think about it. Don't stop there. Ask more people. Unless you're really sure, then only make your mind because I didn't want to just, it has happened sometimes that people say, oh, no, don't do this. You cannot do this. So don't be discouraged. I did give you an example. I'm from India, and I heard somebody started, it's like chai. I don't know, it's like coffee, like a Starbucks kind of a place. But in India, chai is very popular. And this person started a new type of cafe, and his parents, his family, everybody was like, what are you doing after all this education? You're becoming like a tea a tea store, like a small, let's say, how should I say, like a food truck, <laughs> even lower than that. And now they're a chain, a big chain. So this guy said that he was very embarrassed to even tell his dad that what is he doing and they're like you're not gonna get married what you're doing what will you tell to other people all those things came and today he's hiring people from top-notch MBA schools and whatnot because this person believed in the idea in the customers people were like yeah we want this so even if there are like your family or friends or some people discourage you you go and still ask a lot other people as well if you truly believe don't give up too soon but if everybody's saying don't do it we are not gonna take it then so then don't do it. So I would say that it's not black and white. Evaluate and don't give up soon.
0: Yeah, that's a great. There's a have
1: to add there because I was like, yeah, I told go ask your friends and family, but what if sometimes they don't see the potential, right? So you need to do a thorough research because yeah, in the podcast, it sounds very simple, but in real world, it could be a little difficult. And also you need to ask the right people. What if you ask someone who is Not in that space, let's say going back to the school kids pickup example, if you're asking somebody who lives in a place where there is a shuttle or doesn't have kids or something else, then they are not going to say that problem is that extreme or they're not working, right? They may not be able to understand the gravity of the problem.
0: Fantastic advice here. I want to thank all of you for sticking with us today and and being with us and a part of the How to Scale Business tribe. If you guys enjoyed today's episode, I'd love for you to give a rating or review wherever you get your podcasts. If you know someone who's in the middle of scaling their business or thinking about starting one, send them this episode and then go out and implement something and let us know how it goes. Find us on LinkedIn. You can find me on Twitter and let me know what your successes were like. Like I said, we appreciate you being here, a part of the tribe. We'll see you on the next one.